Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 170 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is still me, Carrick, with ACG. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> and this is Yongya. Thank you so much for having me on board. Uh, super excited to talk about Spider-Man, uh, one of my favorite games this year. And uh, yeah. It, what I think is a, a dream come true for someone who's been watching a lot of, uh, following a lot of the Spider-Man scene. So yeah, let's just dive right into it and absolutely, talk man. About we uh, we had a really strict embargo for the review, but we're taking the lid off of it. We're talking about everything in Spider-Man PS4. So I don't know why you'd click on this video if you didn't want spoilers, because it's clearly labeled spoiler cast. But we are going to be ruining the whole game for you right now. So we're getting right into it because there's so many major story beats we got to go through that we originally couldn't with the review period. So oh, yeah. let's start off with the connection between Otto Octavius but and... Oh, you, oh. You, did, you didn't tell people to flick a buck. <gasps> Fuck, I was ready to sing. Wow, I was ready to you do were the actually intro. ready this week? Okay. So, no, but I just mi- I noticed you missed it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you say it. You got me excited. I honestly don't want to to tell people to flick a buck now because you refuse flick to say. Flick a buck. There we go. Okay. Patreon.com slash Mr. Matty Place. Anyway. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Move on. Now, uh, Otto Octavius is connected to Peter Parker. How did you guys feel about this? Was it was it forced? Was it a surprise? It, it, it. it felt very like Sam Raimi. Strangely, mm. like they, you know, with the Spider-Man Two, they they kind of had a connection there. So yeah, I was kind of surprised that they went for that, uh, but pleasantly surprised, I would say. Yeah, because that relationship, it 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 got really fleshed out throughout the whole, and, and it became the sort of the foundation for the whole mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. for the whole storyline, and it culminated into just something really touching and emotional and tragic. So I, I loved it personally. Yeah, to, to to be honest, you know, you could really, it's a testament to that when you, I'm going to jump all the way to the end here, when Otto's just laying on the table, completely yeah. crippled, can't move at all, and Peter's just deciding whether or not to walk away from him, and like, I was feeling for him at that moment, part of me was saying like, stay with him, man, support mm-hmm. your guy, but like, the other part was like, he's lost, you yeah, gotta just leave him, on. Yeah. you know, and so... I agree that they really built a good relationship there. And I didn't expect it to become the foundation of the story, really, when you, when, now that you mention it. It was something that I was like, oh, cool, he's here. I'm sure this is a, you know, a framework for some extra gameplay, like the puzzles mm-hmm. that they had. But it ended up being so much more than that. Yeah. What about you, Carrick? Yeah, I would agree. I would say that um, it, without him, the cornerstone of the story wouldn't be there, not just plot-wise, but gameplay-wise with those the experiments. And mm-hmm. you can't reflect Peter Parker as being in, hyper-intelligent without having him doing some stuff. makes mm-hmm. perfect sense that the uh, the doctor's like your your mentor, and of course then that ends up 
switching around at the end, which I think is typical tragic tale. So yeah. I liked it. I thought it was awesome. I also just have to give a, a kudo to Insomniac because the character model for Octavius was fucking it was phenomenal there was even reflections i don't remember if it got into my review there's even reflections like perfect reflections in his glasses when he was talking to peter and you could see peter's eye like it was just it it and that helps me if they look that good that makes me like lean in and go you know this character's real yeah, and yeah. uh the voice actors also because oh, I, I love to cover voice and that fucking voice actor that did him and as he's talking and as the recordings get more and more like sinister yeah, you can you can literally like sense him falling off a cliff. You're like yeah. the first ones are like he's a scientist, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden you hear him say in one of them like, um, he I can't even remember what he says. He says something like his nosy or he it's just a little cynical yeah. bit. Yeah, and then yeah. they continue from that point yeah, on. So it, fantastic. Yeah, it's like a combination of both the writing and the acting that just kind of meld perfectly mm -hmm. uh, to create that very natural progression towards. A more sinister Octavius, and it's just yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it, that's a great way of putting it because it wasn't like it was this flip of the switch. All right, he's a villain now. Mm -hmm. You know, no, you, no. you saw like little outbursts, like when he was trying really hard to. I think they were trying to control like the robotic arm mm -hmm. or something, and and it didn't work out. And like he kind of like banged the desk. He's like, damn it all! Yep. And, like he started getting angry, and you're like, that was a little a little out of character. All right, maybe he's just like is really passionate about his work, and he's pissed. And then you see it again. And you see yeah. it a little bit more, and you're like, okay, something's wrong with him. And then you eventually find out at that very moment what is happening to him and why he's so invested go... in his work. Oh, sorry. Did you go listen to uh, the first time the chick comes and she's talking to him about the grant? They go into yeah. the room. Did you go and listen? Yeah, Because if you listen, there's one part where he gets, like, irate for just a second and then switches back to normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just for a moment when he's talking to her, and she says something, he's like, but we've had this and this and this and he sort of like and that's what they did well and you can't tell me that was on accident because the no. voice director would have had to say you know oh that was over the top or whatever and instead there's these hints everywhere there's even hints on the chalkboards i don't know if you guys noticed oh, that yeah. or on the bl blackboards all the hints little things that you could pick up on it was fantastic i was yeah. fascinated by how many assets were created for this game especially in in that area where it felt like there was something new in every single corner it truly felt like a lab like there were, you know, hallmarks to to previous comics, but there were also like little universe building things, like you said, the chalkboard, um, where you were able to start piecing together like where he started getting all this money from in the later yeah. game, and yeah, how it like, all connects. It's like this pocket mini world within the open yep. world that like, yep. there's, Good way there's so it. much happening just within that little room alone mm -hmm. that you can pick up on, and the way it it, it all just develops and the the little things that change throughout to give you hints of. Where this yeah. all had another thing that blew me away was the models. If you notice, they repeat. So, like, there was a, um, a propane torch in one area, uh, like the handheld one, right? And that's actually what the actors use on the crane uh, section at the water to weld um, the cranes. You can see them with the same model. So, what that does is that causes a gamer to see that re replicated. Because, how many times have you walked into a game room in a video game? And you see these items that will never, ever be anywhere else. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, they're not, you won't see them. And instead, with Spider-Man, there were a couple things, tools that you saw later in other areas. And that sort of connects everything together. And I yeah, think it, 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 it was a really well done. Really well done. Kind of hits yeah. on, what, on what you were mentioning in your walk in the walk. A little bit out of place, I guess. But, you know, how, how you said, for example, like the trash, it wasn't just like a green trash can with brown on top. Right. 
it right. popped in a yeah. unique way because they added actually like color bits inside the Dude, trash. their color whoever worked on color theory even though a lot of people don't like it, the, that word used that way i've got a lot of shit for it but the way they use color to sort of make people feel emotions but what was interesting there was they were popping color in places that other games have never done go to most games look in the trash it's a brown heap it looks like the most rotten nasty fucking pile of trash you've ever seen there's no color and everywhere in Spider-Man, there was a dot. There was every single time there was some little bit of color to cause you, your eyes to have this place where you could focus. And it didn't look like a mesh that was just roughly textured, and then that was it. And it, to me, that was uh, that, their color use in that game. I don't know about you guys, but like when it was bright and like that white sun, it fucking looked Sunset. so good. Oh yeah. Yeah, when the yeah. lighting hits just right and all these different things come together, from the landscape of, of, of Manhattan, New York, to the minute details in Spider-Man suit, it all just mm. comes across so beautifully. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a perfect game for photo mode. Like, we've seen a lot of good photo oh, modes, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but this is one that, when I see, it, like, all the pictures on Twitter, like, the whole universe is playing this game, everyone's sharing their little screenshots... I have never found myself so frequently stopping to just click, look at the picture, look, you know, zoom in on the picture, look at the little details to, to the background, to yeah. the foreground. It's a, a tremendous game in that respect. But uh, back to some of the story stuff, we'll move forward a little bit. I thought for me that the one moment that really, I wouldn't say reeled me in because it was from the start I was hooked. Just, you know, I found this mm-hmm. web swinging captivating, the combat flowed smoothly. But what grabbed me in the story, the first moment, was what happened with Officer Jefferson Davis. You know, he there's a a, a right. bombing. You're starting to right. see what Martin Lee is capable of. It really slams home, like, oh, he's the main villain, or at least at that time he was. And you're, you just think to yourself, mm-hmm. okay, so this game is, is going to show us something a little more mature. You know, I feel like Marvel versus DC in, in various parts of their universe, you know, people look at Marvel as more of, I guess, a, I don't want to say kid-friendly, but PG... Yeah styled sure. storytelling yeah. um and when you're seeing you know city hall i think it was getting absolutely destroyed and tons of people in peril um uh, uh, miles morales losing his father and then them introducing him at that point as a playable character it really hits the player with a lot so how did you guys digest that scene did you find it as powerful as i did or am i alone on that aspect it was surprisingly brutal the way that all was displayed uh, like there were times when like miles was like hiding and then he would look and then some dude was just he, he would yeah, get just get off like uh stabbed was, too the one guy yeah. gets stabbed remember you're just like damn yeah like i, I was like wow this they're going all out here they're, they aren't pulling any punches and i think the scene needed that to convey the the kind of demon that lies within I like what you did there. Mr. Lee, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> and, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I thought that whole scenario, I think I'm with you there where it, that's when it really, that, that's when the story really picked up, but also mm-hmm. that's when it really hit me like, oh, like they, the, the creators of this game really want to hit you on an emotional level. Yeah. Um, they don't want to hold anything back. They really want to tell the story they want to tell with without pulling any punches and mm-hmm. i began to appreciate the game more as a result and we don't know insomniac is a storyteller that's the thing we we know them for ratchet right. and clank sunset overdrive just to name two series that are more fun, lighthearted yeah charming exactly lighthearted. where you know to see spider-man it, 
told not only in that light but from a developer like insomniac um it's not like they sacrificed that personality but the fact that they included a new mm-hmm. edge to it yeah. was yeah. really astounding to me carrick what'd you feel about that scene i um we'll talk about the other characters later like uh, i'm sure the playable characters that aren't spider-man um <laughs> i i am not as in love with them as everybody else in fact i really disliked those those parts of the story but mm-hmm. To me, it wasn't necessarily that Miles was suddenly playable. It was his mom and his mom's reaction and, like, trying to get him to stop from running into danger. I actually like the side characters. So, like, he was saying the guy being shot in the face, that I, I didn't really care who I was. It was more about what I was seeing. I didn't, you know, I get that his dad died, and I was like, okay. And to me, that's, a, I guess, an expected story. I was expecting that to happen, something yeah. like that. But, um... Just watching the shit around the side was what I did in that entire in that entire section. It was like looking at people dying all the time. And yeah. there were people on fire. There were people crushed in vehicle. And you were just like, like you said, you go into this going, is it going to be PG-13? Or is it going to be like the Carrick version where people are fucking just getting offed all the time? <laughs> and it started out PG. I mean, I think you guys would agree. It started out fairly yeah. lighthearted. And it was like, da, 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 da. And jokes about not delivering pizza. And then suddenly these guys are getting impaled. Also, if you listen to the fight during that scene, there's a lot of foreshadowing in that uh, in that battle that you have with him as well, which I really liked. They started to talk about like the darker you and you know who can you trust and all the shit. And you're like, why is he fucking saying this? So yeah. I, I really dug that. Absolutely. Um, as for Miles Morales in general, though, we, we find out later in the game he gets. Uh, we'll call it conveniently bit by a spider because the way we were talking about pre-podcast, the way he was transported, or the the spider itself, uh, Spider Forty Two, was transported, a little funky. Uh, <laughs> you know how, how it was on MJ for so long, and he's like, "I'm I'm not gonna bite you, but I'll bite the next person I'm on. Just you watch." And that's Miles. After that point in time, we we see him get bit. We know what's gonna happen. And at the post-credit scenes, we see Miles uh, pretty much tell Peter. Hey, I, I have these funky superpowers, and it's delivered in a way that felt out of almost a, a movie. It had that that delivery, yeah, like, that charm, where you know he's like, "It's kind of weird," so I'll just show you. And he hops up on the ceiling, and then you see Peter hop up too, and he's like, "It's not that weird." And it, it just it was a feel good moment. What did you guys feel about finding out that? I imagine whether it's in DLC or Spider Man Two, inevitably, um, that mm-hmm. there will be a playable Miles Morales character. Do you think it's going to be co-op? I don't want to jump too far ahead with speculation, but do you think it's just going to be two different Spider-Men in the same universe and, and they kind of do what they did with MJ where um, they they try to push the story forward in different ways, now having two different Spider-Men in the universe? I want to get some thoughts on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they handle that if uh, yeah. they're going to have multiple... I mean, they, they've already played around with multiple playable characters and in the Spider-Man game, so I'd mm. imagine that in the next one, we're going to be able to play as both, uh, each with their own uh, different story threads that eventually merge, and then it all goes from there. Uh, I, I wonder what's going to differentiate them gameplay-wise if that right. happens. Right. Uh, are they going to have different gadgets or powers or what have you? Um, it, it all depends on what how they use this. I, I It's an interesting bit of, like let's see what we do with this that they left there. But until I actually see how that all culminates, I can say for sure 
whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's going to make the next game too stuffed, uh, if mm, it's going to fragment the story a little too much, or if they're going to somehow manage to pull all these different threads they have into something really cohesive and something that's well-balanced. So mm. it, it all depends, I guess. But yeah, the the, the scene itself was like, huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. it made me smile and made me feel good, but cool. We'll see how that goes. Garrick, what about you? Um, so I was not a fan. We talked about this a little bit, but uh, the only reason I wasn't necessarily a fan is because Peter's origin story isn't necessarily real. I mean, it's it's you know hinted, talked about a little bit in this, but he's technologically based. We'll just say, like overall. And then you have Miles now. This is a supernatural chemical, whatever you want to say, DNA-based. Um, I don't know really, like, how are you going to differentiate the skills, for example? So you have the technical skills that Peter has. You're webbing, leap up and web everybody. I can't remember. Web Blossom, I think is what it was mm-hmm. called. You have all these moves. I don't necessarily see, looking at Spider-Man and what he can do, I don't see them being able to replicate on the organic side completely different moves mm-hmm. it, it, they'll they'll at least be mm-hmm. somewhat the same right because spider-man even in the comics regardless of how he got the powers has somewhat similar moves yeah. so to me that uh, what i would hope for is what you and i talked about maddie three four podcasts ago which is that it it's just co-op okay. yeah i would i would just love it i would love for them to say or they treat it like mass effect and they're like you female male but mm-hmm. here it's Miles or it's Peter and Good you go idea. through the story and there's some, that. yeah, so there's some changes to the narrative, which is much easier for a narrative director to even write, Kinda you know, cause me I mean, of, uh, dishonored too, in a way, different dishonored too. Exactly. Right. And or, so or like, I could see that go ahead. resident evil had the thing where you can play as different characters and they have different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. along yeah. those I lines. Could, I could see that happen, but I, I'm just going to say as a fan, I would love co-op. If I was able to swing around with another fucking Spider-Man and, like, there were more enemies or they were harder, there was different things. Or what if you had tag team moves Mm -hmm. where it's, like, the only way to take a guy down because they already know how to defeat or they already know how Spider-Man fights from this game. What if the next game a new enemy comes up and he's like, motherfucker, I got more shit. (laughs) And a single Spider-Man can't take him on. So you're like, you know, come on over, Matty. And he swings in and he, you know, he webs him up while I do something else. Like, that kind of stuff could be awesome. Well, it would certainly force the elevation of what was a tremendous experience the first time around i think yeah you know yeah. The, the first spider-man delivered on everything it had to whereas yep. the second one to really bring it to the next level you'd think including a second spider-man that would change how bosses are designed you know they're hard enough in yeah, certain true. ways and you have to get creative enough with one spider-man how do you make it where it's still challenging even though you got two spider-men with similar abilities um we could also draw from potential narrative threads in the second game like you know we know probably venom's gonna play a big factor in that game imagine what happens is you know early in the in the game the symbiote takes over spider-man peter parker i should say and then miles is kind of it's almost like a prototype too if you guys played that game where you're you're saving you're saving the original game's protagonist and he kind of becomes a bad guy in a sense yeah uh, there could right. be that where where you play as Miles the first time through. I think character and more Peter's the bad guy. Yeah, pretty much. That would that yeah that would work. I have a question for you guys real quick. Um, I got my ass smoked, smoked like a smoke show when I fought that first fucking boss for some reason. Uh, Fisk, the okay. one who runs eight thousand miles an hour but looks like he could only run two. 
<laughs> did did you guys I don't know what the fuck my brain was just like I could not grasp how to defeat that fuck. I probably died like six times and I never died on any boss after that. Did uh-huh. you guys have any problems with a boss? And if 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 Maddie, yeah. if you plan on talking about this later, feel free. I, no, I don't no, need no. to jump Go the gun. It. It's totally, it's I just totally you, you mentioned a boss and I was like I wanted to ask. Did did either one of you guys have a problem with any of the bosses? For there... Fisk, for me mainly it was uh I was still trying to get used to the controls. So right. I died a few times, but eventually, once I got the hang of it, uh, yeah. I, I was pulling off the combos again. Because it, it starts off with just you versus Fisk, and then he brings in the goons, and then things get yeah. a little more complicated after that. Yeah. And, like, multitasking, all that got pretty... And he's big. so fast! Yeah, he is he's so fast! fast. Um, <laughs> so but yeah, fast. Fisk, if, that's Fisk. I mean, he's surprisingly physically able, despite his true, rotund true. nature. Um, yeah. But eventually, you know, I got the hang of, like, web shooting, and then, like, tying mm-hmm. him up, and then... Uh, so it, it took some finagling, but yeah. uh, eventually I, 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 yeah, it took me a couple tries, but not like too many per mm-hmm. se. Okay, gotcha. Um, that was my experience at least. Yeah, for me, I didn't struggle with Fisk too much because what I did was I'd web him up and then beat the snot out of everyone around him because I knew I could handle that until I could right. focus alone on Fisk because I knew I couldn't do it all at once. Um, what I did struggle with, though, who got me three times was uh, the Shocker. When you're inside the bank. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, he just I I sucked at dodging his attacks, and I oh, I, huh. I just could not get him originally. Those um, are fast attacks. Are you talking yeah. about the where he's just like? And he, yeah, I think he had yeah, like one where he like fast. waved across the entire ground around him that you had yeah. to show. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you had to yeah, like, and then he would hit the ground in almost like a ray sort of thing. And I was still getting even at that point in the game, I was still getting a feel for truly controlling the movement of spider-man where i didn't think yeah. oh just double tap x and you'll just web zip kind of out of the way like i was trying to web swing and i was playing it like it was freaking spider-man 64 to tell you the truth um but you know that was one boss that that got to me but part of it was also i was like fascinated at the same time so i think that really played a factor because i remember oh. you know i played all the spider-man game growing up i said this in my review I remember the the Spider-Man boss fight against Shocker in the the PS2 version and how you're just chasing him down like a subway tunnel and you're trying to like dodge his little blast and then you fight him up close and personal versus when you're chasing him in the city and it's this whole open world event and he's like turn around like shooting at you and you're trying to dodge in midair and like web swing. I was like, this is just the pinnacle of Uh a Spider-Man fan's dream. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but that was the, that was the boss. I definitely struggled with the most was with the the shocker. And I guess final boss was tough. Final boss was tough. Okay. Uh, for me, maybe, uh, cause the E3 demo that they had in the Sony media area, it was the shocker boss battle. So maybe I just, uh, since I don't experience there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that was what they showed back then. So uh, I guess I'd, I already kind of remembered what to do, and so uh, mm. I didn't struggle too much with that boss. But uh, all the bosses in this game, I mean, I, I have to just commend. Uh, they were all, at, at the very least, visually incredibly engaging. And yeah. Seeing the like the dual boss battles, uh, the, the the battle against the two <laughs> oh, bosses man. with the Sinister. Oh, man. like That was that my was favorite. Tremendous. But would you guys not agree, though, that the ending part against fucking... You know, Sir Negative or whatever the fuck he's called. Sir Negative. Um, <laughs> Sir Negative. <laughs> um, that was really rote, though. It's like left and then up. Right. Over. Sure. That, that ending part, the other part in the truck, all that kind of stuff was fine. But then you get oh, into that subway, God, and that subway, felt, that subway felt like some kind of weird uh, Sega Genesis game 
I, what I mean is there was no flexibility. It was yeah. like, which I get. He's inside a subway train, yeah. so he can't. Mm. But it was like up. Okay, watch what which way he's rubbing his hand because yeah, it, it like it's like a, a giant quick time event sequence. Exactly. That's that's the way that's I felt. That was the only downer I, I had. Think in the game. What they had was a good idea for. Hey, this is a great place for the fight to finish up and to yeah, show the, sure. the scale of the battle. Uh, once you know the train comes up through the. Yeah, the ground. But on the other side, they were like, "How do we accommodate the gameplay aspect?" So, yeah, I thought they did the best they could with it. I would have rather sure. that than trying to fight in like a narrow train. It reminds me of uh, old TMNT games where you'd, you'd have right. like eight guys bundled up in one train car, and you're just trying to like mash your way through them all. It's like fuck that. I and guess I-, I was just surprised you couldn't like web onto a pole and like do something. It was more sure. like just up. It, well, it, it, it it's exactly like you said. It did rest. feel, now that I think about it, it feels like a quick time event. They faked wasn't a quick time event. Yeah, that yeah, is exactly much. what it. Now that now they said it, that is what it feels like. Um, well. Now they, you do eventually get to fight him again towards yeah. the, the latter part of the game, and I thought the way they did that was really cool and with the very cool demon showing oh, up. Gosh, yeah, yeah, that very, was tough. That was tough. That didn't kill me. That one was tough. Yeah. Also, did you guys like the little joke about Spider-Man where he tries to stop the subway car and says, that like, worked yeah. last time? Yeah. 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 Was, that was I... awesome. The moment he did it, I, I was like, wait. And then he's all, that worked last time? I was like, that's the way to <laughs> yeah. handle it. Nah, right yeah, I laughed out loud at that one. Yeah, so did, I. so did yeah. I. That was awesome. And, and um, hmm, the final boss we went over. I, I got to say, though, for the dual boss fights, my favorite, my favorite boss fight of that entire game is definitely Rhino and Scorpion. I thought that was like, they used those two's abilities and the environment you were fighting yeah. in perfectly. Yeah, the perfectly. level design to compensate for the, for their two abilities and mm-hmm. your yeah. ability to navigate around and it all worked so seamlessly. And, yeah. Uh, if you knew what you were doing it it just it felt very it felt very sim- cinematic like cinematic. Yeah, you were exactly. playing a movie uh, but despite they, it being game, it was, a game. It it was it was awesome. It was just amazing yeah. that they managed to make it feel cinematic, but often what happens is when I get a cinematic vibe from a game, it's almost like a trade-off, like you're, you're losing control or sure, sure. Um, it, it's, it feels kind of set, like, yeah. oh, oh, this cool thing you're doing, but, like, you just have to, like, walk into the space and it just or happens. Like, Yeah, right. exactly. Like, this is, like, you got to dodge scorpions, mm. like, pull down the crane while Rhino's charging you, dodge scorpion again, yeah. zip into Rhino, beat the snot out of him. Like, that... I was like, wow, this is, I feel like Spider-Man right now. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it was, that, they've nailed that. That's becoming a huge meme. I feel like Spider-Man, like everyone's <laughs> saying that, but it's because I think, it's true. I, I think IGN, if I remember right, somebody posted on my review, I think yeah. they said it makes you feel like Spider-Man. I don't know because I didn't watch a review, they, but. Like three times. Yeah. IGN, man. Oh, did they? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I will say that it's probably the only game aside from, No. It's probably the only game that I can remember uh, when I was performing moves where I was purposely risking getting hit to look cooler because <laughs> it did <laughs> oh, look gosh, so. Yeah. I would be like, I'd be like, fucking web swing, bitch. Even mm. though there'd be no reason to do it, I, yeah. I'd still be like, I'm forcing this because that would look cool if he yeah. swang mm-hmm. in front of. And it it did, it did look cool. So yeah. it's like it, it paid off, and that to me is a, is a big kudo to them, mm-hmm. like that they were able to nail it. Yeah, sure. I agree, because I was watching uh, Colin Moriarty's review of Spider-Man. He was like, you know, there is a combo list, he, and he said, like, his, his theory on, on combo list was pretty much like, you know, if it's easier just to do a ton of damage by mashing the square button, why would you indulge in some of the extra moves that were there that were a lot harder to pull off? 
And I got where he was coming from, but at the same time, I was doing the same thing. Like, yeah, it'd be a little more simplistic to hold square, launch him up, and then mash square a bunch of times. But if I'm on a rooftop, you bet your ass I'm trying to, like, swing kick everyone off and watching oh, them yeah. stick to the other side of the building. I mean, that was... that. It just felt a, amazing. Isn't that a platinum trope, though, that Platinum Games does, where it's like, yeah, you can beat near by pressing one or two buttons. But, oh, yeah. But... That you have more advantage. So it's not, I don't think that really plays out if you mm. look at Spider Man. It's trusting the player to indulge yeah. in the other yeah, stuff there yeah. and have and fun. Then, and then delivering on it. Like if they didn't deliver on it, I would completely agree with that. If they yeah. didn't deliver on the cinematic uh, you know, result that happens when Spider Man pulls off something fucking cool, mm-hmm. there's nothing cooler in the world than sticking somebody to like the yeah. wall. There, it, that looked so... I mean, there's one part I have in one of my videos where, like, nine guys are in a row stuck to the wall, and he's like, you know, cops will be here, and I'm like, Jesus, that's good. <laughs> I mean, that, that narratively, that fit perfect. I mean, yeah. you could say that about, like, well, that, that complaint. You could say that about, like, fighting games. You could just search for the most exactly. optimal way to beat some the opponent up or you could also along the way bring in some swag and do some crazy some styles, combos yeah. and just look cool because that's what the game encourages so yeah I, I, yep yeah I, I felt the same way i was uh doing inoptimal moves for the most yeah. swag <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I was okay. Like, with man, that. I look cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, all that really mattered. That. Trying to use like Spider Man 2099's ability where you can like stay up in the air as long as you want and just like oh, ganking dude, everyone yeah. up and just punching the shit out of them like one at a time. Like, it's your turn. Oh, pop, yeah. Pop. yeah. Was but... I the only one though that, and I told this to Maddie, when the thugs first showed up, they're slightly off time, they're fast, they attack three times, and they fucking track you like a heat seeking missile. And when the when the when they show up in the groups, that first couple battles I had, I was like, I don't, am I doing something wrong? Because I was getting smoked. I was like, I mean, just like where I had to swing away to, you know, get life back and come back. And I really felt that Insomniac did such a good job mixing enemy types, mm-hmm. especially yes. as you really get good. higher, which we'll talk about. But you have flying enemies and you're, you're juggling like these I'm, dudes in armor, a fucking yeah. flying guy, a small dude, and, and then you're throwing them into each other. And mm-hmm. once again, cinematically, it pays off. Dude, yeah. I mean, the Silver Sable uh, troopers, yes. very They're hard. hard. Very yeah. hard. I Jesus think they kill Christ. me more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. There hard. was a difficulty bump, I think, mm. that maybe Insomniac should have looked at, but that's all right. For me, the, the, the thing that I struggled with most uh, from a combat perspective was getting the dodging timing right. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like the, the spider sense. It was it, harder to see. Harder to see. It was like yeah. white, and then everything yep. else, like the particle effects, were a lot of it was like white or lighter colored. Yep. So it mm-hmm. blended, and and it was hard for me to tell. Whereas in the Arkham games, it was always very clear when to dodge, mm-hmm. and so uh, and so sometimes I felt like I, I should have been able to dodge that, but the game kind of yeah. got in the yeah. way a bit of, uh, in there. But um, you know, once, once uh, like a like a dozen hours in, eventually I got into the flow of things, and I was pulling off some pretty cool stuff. But yeah. I'd say that dodging was my main thing that I just couldn't quite get a handle yeah. on. No, I'd agree with that completely. For me, it was the camera, you know, when, especially the Silver yeah, Sable, because sure. the way oh. they always, in the the crime activities, they'd always park their cars kind of in like a, they'd form a triangle. And yeah, and so the so camera would fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'd drop right where they all are, and you'd fight, and they'd always be up against the wall, so the wall's constantly getting in the way of the mm-hmm. camera, and then when you uh, wrap it around, you're hitting the car. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. It was the only Another... really big issue I had. 
Another big one for me, I guess, was the lock-on system, because there's no manual way to lock on. Yeah, that, it, it wasn't even lock-on. It was a suggestion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was exactly like maybe, right. maybe, we'll see. Yeah, like, <laughs> there are times I wanted to, like, you know, you press triangle, and then you, you swing yeah. towards an enemy, and mm-hmm. more often than not, I'd swing. Like, I, there's a guy with a gun over there. I was trying to go towards that guy, but then he would go to a yep. guy <laughs> with a shield instead, yep. was closer by, and it would fuck up the whole rhythm. Yep. So yep. I'd say that's also a big complaint mm-hmm. uh that that if they can um extrapolate upon it and, and fix for for a sequel then it'd yeah be great. absolutely but agreed even with these little flaws overall i mean combat just feels oh, yeah. good it feels yeah, definitely good to beat it feels up. like it not only feels good but I, I i would say it replicates spider-man yes the dexterity fluidity versus Batman, which I joke around about him being a Campbell's soup can with legs, but that is the way he moves. He's yes. a tank, and that's fine. If you look at the end of a battle, too, it's also cool, because at the end of a battle, everybody's not dead, mm-hmm. but almost everybody looks dead in a Batman game. Like, they're, mm-hmm. you've thrown people on their necks, you're breaking their legs, yeah. <laughs> and what was cool about Spider-Man is everybody was still moving. Like, mm-hmm. look, at, look at people... Um, Mm-hmm. Stuck to when you stick them to the yeah, wall, they're, still, they're yeah. yeah, they're still jiggling around. You're like, that's awesome. Even though uh, I did find out, I did get it confirmed that you that people do actually fall to the ground sometimes and don't get stuck to the walls. I said no. that in the review, and people got mad. And I found out at a certain level, the game doesn't have the time mm-hmm. to draw the animation, and so they because I bounced somebody off a Brinks truck, and I'm like, that fucker's dead. Yeah. Like Spider Man <laughs> killed that dude. But <laughs> o- overall, um, the combat feels like Spider Man. I mean, it's a perfect yeah. rendition of Spider-Man. For sure. And the, the way I like to put it with Batman is, Batman doesn't kill you, he just makes you wish you were dead. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a cripple way, you, yeah. It? He'll cripple you so yeah. bad. But, he single-handedly uh, fills Social Security. Like, I mean, by himself. <laughs> like, it, it, it's crazy how fucked yeah. up he is. His tank, yeah. where he drives over you with his three-ton tank, and he's like, don't worry, that's an electrified field, we just shock you. It's like, I fucking hit you with a three-ton tank, you're dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back to the the story stuff though. Mm-hmm. Aunt May's death. We're gonna get serious now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Who teared up? I I was close. Uh, I did. To... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was damn near close. I I was. Um. Uh, does that ever happen in the comics? I, I you know I, I know Uncle Uncle Ben obviously always. Yeah, they dies, can, Yeah, they, there's but... been times in some of the comic oh, lines where right? they died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, think I, I was not played expecting... with tropes. It played with tropes for sure because you mm-hmm. know they. Yeah, you always go like, okay, Uncle Ben, he dies. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter's like, oh, great power, great responsibility, yada yada yada. You know, fast forward. I'm glad they skipped all that. I didn't expect them to, to rip May right out of the experience. Not that soon because you had a lot of time to hang out with yeah. her, get to know her. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a gamer, not just as Peter's aunt. But um, you know, I I, I just re- I think it was less of the death and more of the execution on. For sure. How conflicted Peter was. They that was yeah. such a well acted scene. You, like he really was like, I love my aunt. I don't want to yeah. lose someone else again, but I fight save, so that you don't lose everybody. Yeah, save one or save save everybody. That conundrum that mm. they that Peter had to infor- uh, deal with, and uh, yeah, where, where he almost got the thing in there in the in the IV, and he was like, Fuck, I can't do it. Yeah, because um, he knew like this is what Aunt May. That's what she would want. She would wouldn't want. want me to save her at the expense of everyone else. Um, so, and, and you know, I, I thought, you know, she started getting sick uh, halfway through the game, but I'm like, you know, yeah. they're gonna get the antidote and whatever. It's just, gonna, yeah, she's gonna, they're gonna save her easy. So when she actually 
when when I hear the beep in, mm. the, in the machine, I was like, wait, no, no way. Yeah, they actually, wow, they actually went that far. Um, so it was a good, like it was a it was a sour but but good surprise where I'm like, they they again they didn't pull the punches. Mm-hmm. They did what they thought was right for for this story, and I appreciated that. So I, yeah, I agree. It was shocking in a, in a really good way. Carrick, what about you, man? Did it did it crack that rock hard heart of yours? <laughs> no, I don't get emotional in games, but I will say that. Um, so I I have a question for you guys before I answer. Okay. Don't you also though feel that this Peter, the way he's been portrayed, by the way, in this uh-huh. game, uh-huh. would have still said family matters, and I'm gonna save Aunt May. And I'm going to try to figure it out some other way. I just do not buy the active killing because that's what you're doing. If you're not helping somebody and you can, you, 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 you had a part in their killing. Like, I just mm. don't know if I buy that he would do that. Be- I get the great power responsibility stuff. That's, that's, it's definitely ingrained. I guess my question would be, have we seen that before in Spider-Man? Maddie'd probably know. In the oh. comics, has... Has that character ever not sided with family? The reason why I say this is every movie, that motherfucker does everything, including ignore Gwen Stacy's dad and still dates her. She dies. He still, Hmm. he continues to try. And I do not like, to me, not doing it is the lack of trying. Maybe that's just me, but it just, that's. I feel like, I think before that they said like, she's only got a little bit of time. You should go see her. Uh, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to answer the comic aspect. I've, I've read okay. in the scheme of things a limited amount. But I think part of it uh, with the story was saying, okay, yeah, Spider-Man is amazing. He can do a lot of things. You see him start off the game by... But he can't save those closest to him. Yeah, to an extent. But uh, it's also... He wouldn't have been able to do anything he did without MJ. You know, think of it that way. He can't be everywhere at once. He can't save everyone. And I think including MJ was like a... Uh, an exclamation point on that, like, hey, yeah. he needs help, you know, and it's not just about Spider-Man, like they say at the end, uh, to take out Doc Ock, she, I think MJ says something along the lines of, like, you know, talk to your friend Peter, because he would know how to to stop Doc Ock, because you helped build him, right? And right. so it reaches the different parts of his character and also shows his limitations as Spider-Man. So for me, I, I took away from it as, like, a is necessary evil the right term? I don't think so, but um, it was okay. one of those things like I, he had I, to accept it happened because he can't be everywhere at once. He can't risk yeah. everyone around him dying in order to try to save his aunt. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find it fine. I just, I just had to ask. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, young. The, I mean, I wouldn't say there was a, a lack of trying. He, I think he tried everything he could. Like he, he had to get the the cure. It, it was the main yeah. thing, and he had a pull all stops to to do that and when it came down to it there was just the one vial that they needed to and you know uh, i don't know if it's a storytelling contrivancy that maybe you find but um you know i i just feel that with uncle ben's death i think the whole lesson there was uh like on some level it had to do with spider-man being very selfish starting out he has these powers okay okay and, you know, he pursued what he wanted, and it came at the cost of something very dear that he eventually came to regret. And I think 
that that lesson of great power comes great responsibility was so deeply ingrained after that okay. that I think this Spider-Man post Uncle Ben death, I think it makes sense that he did that. Uh, I think pre Uncle Ben death, pre great power, great responsibility lesson. Sure, he would have maybe done the selfish thing, but uh, I don't know. It, uh, I guess they don't really because we don't see the the origin, the story genesis, of this, exactly the, the genesis of this Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that actually bothered me a little bit. Mm-hmm, I needed sure. some of that. Something, in a way. yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But I guess based on the my general knowledge of who who my ideal Spider-Man is in my head, it yeah, makes gotcha. sense. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I guess it de- depends on what context people have for who Spider-Man is, you know? Yeah. I do find it depressing, I- I'll say that, like, when, um, so they celebrate her being five years there mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the at the feast, and then, right. what's his name, fucking, you know, Mr. Negative decides he's gonna fucking go off and be a bad guy, and then she's running it, and then she's dead, and it dawns on you later, you're like, wait a minute, who's running the place? And I was joking with one of my friends going like, well, if she's dead and he's dead, fucking are the homeless people just running around eating their food? Like, it's mm-hmm. if you look at the way, like, everything is set up, there's a, usually a chain of events. And I don't think we saw what happened there after uh-huh. she's dead. We don't, like, do we ever go back? Did you ever go back to think, feast? Uh, you can. You I can, think... but did you? Because I was just wondering, is like somebody there or are people? I would like, to, I, I didn't do it for the walking walk, but I'd like to know if people are like, where is everybody? Nobody's running this fucking well, place. Miles was helping. Yeah. Right oh, here. Miles was helping. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Miles was helping. That's and true. And when I the antidote was being given out, wasn't that like near Feast or at the, or was that somewhere else? I, hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was at Feast or that, somewhere. I remember that, they showed it in like a little newspaper, but I don't they remember. Showed the, it, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. remember either. Oh. I don't remember either. I just okay. found it funny because I was like, it was sad because they, they all this support system for all the homeless yeah. people got killed, and I was like, all right, well those guys are fucked. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm yeah sure it was that, it was cool. Yeah, I'm sure they find a way it. to rectify. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm sure there's various levels of. I don't know. I guess they don't really resolve that. Oh no, they don't care. By the way, I should make sure everybody knows. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what the homeless people in that game are doing. I just found it funny <laughs> yeah. and sort of sad because I think past it and I'm like. What's her effect? Oh, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's Peter's aunt. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, the other guy just fucking left the place. And he was the one. And remember, right. she's on the phone saying, like, I don't know about your money because mm-hmm. she's on the phone and you can tell something's already going wrong mm-hmm. with finances there before the bad guy's even introduced. Mm-hmm. She's on the mm-hmm. phone and you can eavesdrop on her. And I was just getting this idea of this lady trying to hold everything together, and then she dies, right. and everybody's like waiting, just going, "Where's the food? Nobody's right. nobody's doling right. out our mash." Hmm. Yeah, I guess Peter will have to. Take up the yeah, Peter. Oh my God, what if the second one starts out? Peter's just fucking running feast, just delivering <laughs> food. I could deal with that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, well, you know him and MJ are together, so I don't know if MJ helps. Hey, yeah, I, I'm sure it, it's it's a little thing that they'll just. It's, Insert a character, or let's say the police handled it, and boom. <laughs> That's all this I is why you, one This is why you audio. don't ask me in-depth questions, because I've been thinking about this shit. <laughs> um, I admire yeah, it. M- M- MJ can die in a fire. You don't like MJ? Fucking hater. Hmm. In this game, or just in general? This game. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. When all she... Right. Uh, okay, yeah, let's get into this, because okay. Mr. Maddie and I disagree, and he's wrong. Oh, man. Okay, okay, here we go. Sips water. Here's what pissed me off. There's one thing that pissed me off. Okay. There's a, a cutscene 
and he comes outside and he swings and she says something like, now this is after a bunch of shit's already happened. She's like, you sound like moot, like e- more emo than normal or something like that. And I was like, bitch, I fucking just saved like half of New York and fucking people are dying around me. Mm-hmm. And the way she treats him and her, the way she, she's so wishy-washy about everything, which I get people are going to say, oh, it's about the relationship and the problem but even her i don't know if you guys remember but she says why they broke up mm-hmm. and I, i'm sitting there going dude that sounds like a third grader mm-hmm. like that's something a kid at recess would would bitch about like it just seemed odd her character i just did not like her tone or anything and i know maddie disagreed because i <laughs> tweeted maddie uh that direct m and i was like dude blah 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 and you're like what i love her so <laughs> you go maddie you you liked her tell try to sell me on liking her I think a big part of what I liked was, and I think it's just because at the core of the experience, of course, Spider-Man, and I, I like the way right. they fed off each other, and you felt like initially things were on cracked eggshells, like they mm-hmm. had a good relationship, okay. they were working through problems that you know came up because Peter was Spider-Man of like, hey, I know that you have to save the world, but you have someone you have to love too, and okay. while that does sound selfish at first, I think if you put yourself in her shoes, it makes complete sense. So when you pick up the game and you feel like, all right, they're kind of uneasy, they're they're coming back together in unpredictable circumstances and falling okay. for each other again, I think you see fear start to take over as she's kind of like, you know, you know why we broke up? Like, don't do this shit to me again. I, you know, anxiety, apprehension. I, it, it was humanizing to me personally. I found right. it in a way where I was like, okay, is that a, a positive quality? No, but this may be a little off topic, but I look at it like the same way I look at Lara Croft. Like when people see a negative attribute, and I'm not saying this is for you, but in general, when people see negative attributes sure. to characters, it doesn't mean that they're a bad character. I think a flawed character is often the most interesting because no one's perfect. You know, I, people always complain of a storm that Ray from Star Wars is perfect. She does everything right. She always saves the day, yada, yada, yada. Mary uh, Sue. Mary Sue. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. And, and, and she is. Exactly. And so when you look at that versus like Laura Croft where, you know, she's selfish in nature she's much like her father yeah. she she doesn't think beyond herself and the treasure she's she's taking and what those repercussions could be and i won't get into more on that for those who want to play it but <laughs> yeah. you know she she is very self-centered and that's a flaw but it, it it makes her ultimately a more interesting character to dive into so i wouldn't say mj is selfish but i'm just saying i think that level of like hey pay attention to me a little bit like they're dating he should um i i, I appreciated that you know i thought like i said it was humanizing Okay, what about you, Yon? So the main reason they broke up was because she felt like like Spider-Man was being overprotective? like Or like that Peter was being like, no, you shouldn't do this because that's dangerous. Was that... That's that's what I picked up on, yeah. I think or, it was oh, a mix of that and like he was just so busy saving the world all the time that he never was mm-hmm. there to be with her and she was in a relationship but really alone all the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I... I kind of understand where some people might find like her her tone annoying. Like it, she feels. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes she it feels like she's talking down, needy, or talking. Yeah, well, or, yeah, definitely talking down. Yeah, yeah, to Peter, who's trying like his best to mend old wounds. But I, I guess right. part of it has to has to do with we don't see what led up to their breakup. We don't see. Yeah, again, you're there's right. no context there, so it's oh, hard to yeah. say. 
it's hard for me to say like, oh, uh, she's right or he's right because mm, I don't true. know yeah. who did what that eventually led to the breakup. Um, uh, but but I uh, you know I on some level I get where Mary Jane is coming from, but I think the circumstances that the game presents where Spider Man saves her or something where where she's in a very dangerous predicament. And then Spider-Man comes in and basically saves her. And she's like, oh, why, why'd you do that? Like, maybe there are other scenarios where Spider-Man was, maybe he was too overprotective, where he was like, no, you shouldn't do this. I'm saying you, you're not going to do this because it's right. dangerous. I'm not going to let you be, uh, be your own individual. You know, may, maybe there are other times where maybe Peter did take that too far. I think but they showed like, that. Um, uh, in the Silver Sable camp, like, he mm-hmm. hops in thinking that MJ's being held at gunpoint. which Yeah, he was. saves her and, and he saves her, her and, and knocks him over. Silver Sable runs in, and it's all chaos at that point, where he didn't need to save her. He didn't need to track her down at that point. Right, but she was being held at gunpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I feel like the yeah. any anyone seeing their ex-girlfriend or someone they care about being held at gunpoint, that would be their reaction. I thought I was going to lose someone. I had to come in there and save you. Um, and then And not to mention that she was infiltrating a military... Yeah. armed con- like you know what i mean like she's a journalist and she's yeah she's she doesn't have any superpowers mm-hmm. she's just a girl uh and, and you know competent in, in what she does but but these are military you know they had her paramilitary- metal gear soliding through the entire right. thing <laughs> right and you know yeah. this, like that scenario you know even freaking solid snake would have trouble infiltrating yeah. that shit yeah he'd need a and boss so i think the concern from spider-man's part was perfectly understandable and, yeah, he did kind of ruin things. And, yeah, she could have, you know, if he would have left things alone, maybe she could have gotten away with it. But at the same time, when you are when you care about someone and they're doing something that dangerous, I think it's understandable to be concerned. And then when you see them held at gunpoint, yeah, I think the, the immediate reaction would be, I got to save this person. Yeah, right. And Mary Jane, I think, kind of... She doesn't see that side of things in that maybe in that particular scenario. Right. Again, there might have been maybe it has to do with that building to a point where she she's like I like I I I can't see your side of things anymore because like you've done this in other smaller things as, as well. Mm-hmm. You know where uh, again we don't know though because they don't tell us i think that's the thing is like the excellence of this spider-man is it starts out spider-man four six years after right. he becomes spider-man but the actual weakness of this spider-man is that it starts four to six years later and you do when you're trying to hit an emotional whatever the only resonance you have emotionally is whatever's mm-hmm. happened since the starting yeah. of the title screen and i right. think that those are just little things that like mm-hmm. for some people they're gonna buy it and be like hey because they maybe like maddie maybe knows a little bit more and it makes a little bit more sense but Mm-hmm. For some people, yeah. it can just feel off. I like is all. I, one of my favorite parts of the entire game was when when uh, Peter and Mary Jane were working together to in, in Grand Central Terminal to take out all of uh, Lee's mm-hmm. thugs. I, I thought that was such a well executed yeah. part. Oh and yeah, I kind of thought was that was the part. you know the culmination of of them starting. Actually, I think it happened beforehand. I might be wrong, but I, I just thought like moments like that. Or this is what happens. It kind of punctuated what she was trying to say to him. Like, this is what happens when you trust me. Like, we can work together. We can do this. Just trust me. And so, yeah, like, I get both sides of the story. I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm more so presenting the other side. Oh, and you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. uh, Now, with all that said, uh, 
there were aspects of MJ where I'm like, I feel like you should be more understanding of like his side of things. But at the same time, overall, I didn't dislike MJ. I actually quite liked that she wasn't a damsel in distress. That I did she too. was yeah. going out of her way to uh, do her to play her part in saving the city and all these different things. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do like when eventually everything clicks and they do eventually start trusting each other to a point where they can each yeah use their specialties to to. You feel you feel the rebuild. I think yeah. You, know, the, yeah. you feel and them go like through the motions. So yeah, I like so, you know, Yeah, there, there's two sides of the coin, and um, mm-hmm. I see. Bo- I'd say I see both sides. I see why some people might find her annoying and mm-hmm. uh, you know a little much, and and the way she uh, berates sometimes. I feel Peter Parker, mm-hmm. but then eventually, when when they do start working together and uh, they they show what they can do when they work together, I think that's awesome. And overall, maybe, I do like the representation. So maybe the question is, when you're playing this game, we assume because Mary Jane keeps talking about has Peter changed, she keeps asking, mm-hmm. you know, keeps saying, like, maybe the real question is, is that we already know Peter has changed. She hasn't. Right. It, what I mean is she, and she really hasn't. She's doing the same stuff. She reacts the same way. He's already six months, I think, right? Six mm-hmm. months uh, not together. Isn't, I, wasn't, I, don't I think they said... Yeah, it was a certain, she said when he walked into the restaurant, they mm-hmm. said a certain amount of time. So maybe that's, you know, just twisting that angle and looking at it from a different standpoint. Maybe maybe they were trying to indicate that she, all, with all her berating, whatever, that she hadn't realized he had changed. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and, and so she was still acting the same way, which you guys said, you know, as they build trust together, you sort of see that. The yeah. be, one of the best scenes in the game is that uh, train station scene. Mm, easily like and i don't like the solid snake shit at all Mm -hmm. but the fact that you could look up and see him come out of the uh air vent and shit i was Mm -hmm. just like i really liked all of that stuff yeah it was was so cool um yeah speaking of that scene and stuff a big part of that was lee and we'll go into his past a little bit so a big part of the story is this demon's breath we find out um that it was supposed to be a cure to uh, save Harry Osborne, who was suffering from some degenerative disease. And one of the first test subjects was Martin Lee. So I guess what we'll, we'll hammer on here is really his past. What did you guys think of that revelation and how Martin Lee connected to the narrative, how um, he was trying to make the city suffer to teach uh, um, Norman Osborn a lesson. Did you find that to be a good trait for a villain in a, a superhero world where we get a lot of Damn. common tropes? So, did you guys like how we figured it out and and what it entailed? Good, young. Hmm. Yeah. So his backstory. Uh, so he he kind of basically killed his own parents. Because yes, of the experiment, right? I apologize like, for not mentioning that. That's yeah. sort of where the demon was born. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked that. The, the I, I really liked Mr. Lee as a whole, I mm-hmm. would say. I liked the duality. I liked the the emphasis on... on I mean, it was a, a very literal interpretation of, like, our inner demons, you know? Yeah, yes. right. Uh, very, very on the nose, but also... Um, yeah, it, Every villain needs uh, some kind of tragic past to, I guess, give some context to why they're doing the things that they do or why they are who they are. True. And I'd say for, for Mr. Lee, they did an adequate job at showing two sides of the coin. Hmm. Um, 
again, much more literally in his case. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he has this philanthrop, uh, philanthropic side to him where he's he basically established Feast. Yes. Yeah. And then you've got the terrorist. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and... Well, on the apology note, did you guys read the apology note that's inside of his office oh, where May? he apologizes to Aunt May? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can tell there's... A, I mean, he is Two-Face. He's a copy mm-hmm. of Two-Face to me, yeah. at least. Um, but but yeah, you can definitely tell there's that duality there, which is actually quite... I, I actually found him pretty enjoyable as well mm-hmm. as a character. He was he was, he was was literal. I didn't really think about that until now. <laughs> he is like Mr. Neg. It, it, that's very literal now that I think yeah. about it. But overall, yeah, he was. I think he was well done. Um, who's the actor? It, do we... Stephen O'Young. Stephen... Yeah, Stephen... Okay, oh yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think thought he did, did a good job, I'd say, elevating scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Like when, when Peter first goes into his office and he goes, you, yeah. you do the puzzle for the, the yin and yang and, and you start figuring out what he's really up to and you exit and there's Martin Lee standing right there and he's like, oh, Peter, hello. And it's like that, he's like, he knows who you are at that point without you being in the yep. costume because yeah. there's only one way you could have gotten out there alive. Yep. You obviously know who he is at this point. Then May comes in, and there's this. It, it reminded me of Homecoming, yeah, Homecoming with that tension, where yeah. like you're, he, you know, Spider Man was in the car with the Vulture, and and you're just sitting there like, oh shit, you know, this is this yeah. is tense, um, because they both clearly have something to say to each other, and they're trying to use subtle hints to deliver it while not tipping off May that mm-hmm. something's right. going on, and, and yeah. so I really like that, and you know when you. They they do a good job presenting Martin Lee as this really nice guy. Obviously, based off pre-release coverage, we knew he was going to be something much mm-hmm. more evil. But I thought the way they built him into that evil character, that the way he he would explode with emotion and yell and scream, it it was something that didn't feel expected for such a what seemed like an even keeled guy who just mm-hmm. has motivations. He had his intentions. Yeah. He had a plan. He was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. it I expected yeah. less emotion. Yeah, I expected him to be like, he's faking the good side, and then the evil side is really him. But yeah. no, it's like, no, he, deep down, there's goodness in him, and he wants to be philanthropic and all these different things, but he's consumed by this other demon, this lust for revenge and all these different things. And again, very yeah. literal, but I think very well executed in a way that it makes him feel like a like a real person mm-hmm. with very uh, fantastical circumstances. Absolutely. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed. As he honestly, he could have stood on his own as as the main villain in this totally. game. I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like they didn't have to. I, I think that Octavius elevated it even more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he, yeah, him by himself, he could have done an adequate job at being the central villain here. Yeah. I thought like, they were going to do that. That I thought he was. Yeah. But what about you, Carrick? Did you like Martin Lee's past? The revelations that came with it. How he connected to the core of the story. Uh, yeah, I thought they were okay, but I liked the um, uh, the tangential stuff. I liked the stuff on the side, the, mm-hmm. the letter. The letter, to me, that kind of stuff, that just storytells. And an open world is even harder because mm-hmm. you don't know if Yong's going to see that, but I'm going to mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. So then does he miss a story element? So to me, when I was looking at his pictures in his office of family and then seeing that letter and the way it even says, like, he's even like, I am both people. Like, he's very open in that letter. He's like, I am both people. Like, you're going to hear about me being a terrorist. It is true. And you're just all, geez. Okay, because that's usually you do, just like Young said, you'd expect him to be like, I'm not a terrorist. I'm fighting for freedom. And you're like, dude, you killed 500 people. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? 
But instead, it played off quite well as a guy who's like, and, and he was sort of, in a weird way, he might have been fighting with his demons, but he, he, he seemed to walk with them quite well. As, uh, like, it, it, yes, he was fighting them, but at the same time, he sort of knew both sides, mm-hmm. and I liked that. I like, yeah. I, and I, again, I loved everything around his house, or sorry, around his office. If you look around, there's all these little snippets that sort of indicate a more thoughtful person than the person you see overall when it just smashes in. Mm-hmm. As for the killing of the parents and stuff, that kind of stuff, I'm so burnt out on the tropish, like this is mm-hmm. what happened, blah blah blah. That I, that I don't find it bad. It just that didn't impact me. It was the side things that got me to Makes believe sense. in him. I get that. Yeah, it was, and I I, I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, same with me. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, no, the parents. Like that part was just like, oh, that's the thing that happened. That yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's exactly. The thing. It's a that, that's thing. what. But but and after all that, the the character that culminated from all that i I enjoyed i quite enjoyed everything and you gotta people need to listen to that fight too that first fight Mm -hmm. when you're in the square Mm -hmm. and the stuff he says like again it it does pay off to listen Mm -hmm. sometimes a boss will quip and you'll be like Mm -hmm. fuck you man i'm punching you in the face like you don't care Mm -hmm. but But yeah yeah, there's in the book uh not the butcher the vulture and elect (laughs) shock man whatever the fuck his name is those guys when the I almost got it. When those guys are fighting, they're saying stuff, too. And I love, I, I have to say, kudos to Insomniac to consistently deliver mm-hmm. uh, narrative mm-hmm. while those things are happening. That if you listen, there's actually quite a bit of information yeah. on like why people are doing specific mm-hmm. things. That's, it, it, that's rare. That's what I love about the medium of games is, like, whereas in a movie you might have some exposition try to explain all these different angles. Yeah, right. Forward. Yeah, yeah. In a game, yeah. you can, like, look around the environment, see the apology letter and all these different visual elements yeah. or be on the lookout for auditory signals that storytell sometimes way more than, than the, the big scenes. Sure. And yeah. Uh, just, yeah, that's why I love this medium, just the yeah. an extra layer of storytelling you can do with the interactivity. Absolutely. And I love the fact that we're all sitting here talking and you guys will mention something that I did not see. Mm-hmm. and then so in a book or a movie you're like the word is right there we all mm-hmm. saw that word right or the bad guy's right there we all saw that bad guy but in a game it's like oh I, some people would never have seen the apology letter and mm-hmm. there's something about that that's very fascinating yeah, I agree. What, what delivered to me he was a good guy was not only some of his actions in the story but it was also in that very same office if you look on the, the back right behind his chair there's a just a ton of plaques like year after year of like certificates yeah all, yeah. all the great stuff he's done how many awards yeah. he's won like he's not just a flash in the pan good guy like he's done years and years and years of community service and yeah. has generally helped the public and people love him and understandably so but he seems more of a low-key guy not a superstar who's put into the spotlight and he's like you don't right. know about the other side like he, he just seems very down to earth mm-hmm. so i definitely also has a great that. naming convention feast mm-hmm. like what a fucking evil name for a place i mean yes it's a feast yeah, I, I get that yeah. I, but I the first time that. i well and i was like shield in my brain i was uh-huh. like what the fuck does feast what the mm. like what what does that spell why would he call it feast but it's such an evil sounding place but what's like weird that. is there's a duality in that word mm-hmm. beast for feeding the people who are homeless, but feast is greedy, and yeah. it's it really indicates like uh, you know some kind of gluttonous That's feeling really to it. And I thought yeah. they did a good job on that. Absolutely, I'm, I'm curious to see just where Norman Norman's story goes because yeah. if you think about it, the 
everything that happened in this game, all the different villains, it all ties back to Norman's shittiness. Yeah. Uh, Norman Osborn's shittiness. He was what kick-started Mr. Lee's quest for vengeance. He is kind of... Like, Octavius had some of that inner demon with him, but, like, Norman accelerated that. He almost, like, sparked it. Um, And it it all kind of ties back to that guy who just, you know, underhandedly, you know, he's the mayor and all this shit, but deep down, he... He's all. He's a shitball. He's a shitball. Yeah. He's all about the glory yeah. and the power, and the ripple effect of all that is basically what happened in in this Spider-Man game. All these different guys, the the, the main, the central villains, Mister Alien, Octavius, uh, their lives went to shit because of of, or they, so they you know you could argue it, you know any yeah. number of ways, it, but it felt naturally, organically rather tied together where it didn't feel like oh Otto Octavius mm-hmm. just happened to be working there like the the mm-hmm. idea that they originally had from the start for Otto and and Norman Osborn to to get together and to work yeah and how Martin yeah. Lee got involved in that it felt very natural it didn't feel like how did he end up there like it just mm-hmm. happened yep. and there was no questions left for me to ask there which is what i always think is like a sign of a good world being built but while we're talking about norman osborne we definitely need to talk about the you know the post credit scene scene a little more extensively because we don't know if this is stuff that's set for the dlc we already know the heist is about black cat um but there's also the silver lining dlc and the heist dlc so um i don't know which of those well, or what villains those will focus on? I imagine Venom's being saved for you know, yeah, that Spider-Man oh, next too. game a or full something. entry, yeah. yeah. But you know, for now, we'll just talk about how Harry is depicted as this friend who you know MJ and Peter dearly care about. You see, you, you know, you'll go through the backpacks and you'll see like them with a, a picture <clears throat> together. I think they were at the they got yeah. lost on the East Side or something like that, or I yeah. think they went to go see the Statue of Liberty, something like that. They got right. lost. And they were, labs. like, recounting the story. Yes, the research labs where you're hearing these audio tapes of Harry. You're connecting to him in a way. When you finish all of them up, MJ and Peter are talking about it, you know, saying, like, they hope he's okay. They haven't heard from him for a while. Right. And then you have this this big reveal that here he is in the tank. He's in New York this whole time underneath our noses. And MJ was literally at one point, like, a button press away from finding right. Harry. Which right. is even crazier. So... What did you guys think about how they're going to roll the Venom into the universe, how they handled Harry Osborn's disappearance? You know, he apparently is on a European vacation, but he's uh-huh. actually very sick, in fact, and and now he's pretty much in, I wouldn't say, like a, a stasis, pretty much, until he can hopefully get better. How did you guys feel about ahead, all this? Was, was Harry Osborn ever, like in the comics, a candidate for, for Venom? I like, never heard of it until this game. Either. So I, it was certainly surprising, um, and uh, I don't know how comic fans will feel about it, but for me, uh, I'll just have to see. Uh, again, with these cliffhangers, it's always yeah. about we'll see where it goes. Mm. It, I can't say right here, right now, that, oh, that's that's fantastic, great narrative choice. Uh, it all really depends, um, but it certainly delivered a, an element of shock value. But as for how they handled... Um, Harry Osborn, uh, you know, he was there without being there, which was really interesting. Um, it, he was kind of the the audio log NPC. Um, That's true. <laughs> the, the recurring audio log NPC. And, uh, you know, they, they vaguely hinted at what happened. Uh, you know, they, they, they hint that, you know, obviously they were close friends and all these different things. The 
the labs were really interesting. Uh, it it kind of showed his more philanthropic side where he wanted to make the city a better place uh, mm-hmm. through all this research. And so it it kind of it kind of goes along the lines of what he's trying to do with Octavius, which is use science for the betterment of mankind. But you know, in terms of how they use the venom thing to like hmm. that that's that's very peculiar. I I cuz venom venom is traditionally a he's a villain. So I, I yeah. guess this is the route they're taking Harry Osborn. Now, does Harry in the comics, does he always culminate into a villain? Uh, like, because in Spider-Man 3, he was kind of like a villainish type of... Yeah, uh, it always seems yeah, like... Yeah, he becomes he's like always the, a spoiled kid villain. Yeah, like the friend who eventually, you know, splits up the group and, and MJ's forced to pick a side kind of right. character okay. insertion. Um, at least based on movies and some of what I've read. He doesn't feel like a spoiled brat in this one. He feels no. like a genuinely good guy... Who, who's where life handed him just shitty cards, a shitty hand, mm. and then Norman's taking it upon himself to to do whatever it takes to to ensure his son lives, and then the, him turning to Venom that might just, I mean, obviously the the the, the goo, what is it called, the sim symbiote, yeah, the, yeah, that. That would change his personality. I mean, doesn't it tend to change your personality? Yes. Yeah, kind of much more angry, right? And all these know. different things, and that kind of also parallels Octavius' circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm reading an article on on GameRevolution.com, and it, uh, they're talking about the ending, and and they, in answer to your question about the comic, they say as Nor- Norman Osborn raises his hand to the glass uh, of the tank holding Harry. His head down in defeat, a black web fires out and hits the glass with the hype surrounding the upcoming Venom film. Combined with fans' potential knowledge of Harry sometimes being Venom in the comics, it's easy to link the two together. Oh. So, I guess he has been. Yes, it, it seems that that there is very go. much the case. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, oh. it's no doubt it was Venom, but I didn't know historically. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Same. So, overall, I'd say he wasn't present enough for me to be able to say one way or the other. Um, I just know first impressions which is in this iteration he doesn't seem like a prick he seems like a good guy mm-hmm. and then uh he's venom now so we'll see yeah. where that goes that's all i can say honestly Carrick, how'd you feel i'm gonna take a guess is probably wrong i feel that he was having you fix those research stations for a nefarious mm. underneath and it all underneath it all okay because um, he did say something about the CPU power when you when when you fix these research stations, we need, we get more CPU power or something like that. And I'm like, why the fuck? Because he is th- philanthropic, like that. That is exactly how he plays out. But I'm uh, for some reason the way they were done because they're an odd. When you look at Spider-Man, there, there's a couple odd things that I don't necessarily think are bad design or poor design or even average design. They seem to be designed for a reason. The research stations are odd. It is indeed the audio log person, like like Young was saying. You know, it, instead of you got the guy with the MP3 player as he's dying, going like, I'm dying, oh my God! And you right, grab yeah. that. Happy there's here, none of that. Happy there's none of that. Um, yeah. Here, you have him, and he's certainly talking about, like, all this stuff, but then when you start finding out that, like, his dad is... So there's also the interplay of the show, of the movies, too. Mm-hmm. In the movies, he... Um, uh, Norman Osborn usually treats Harry 
fairly poorly yes. and always looks down on him. And I don't, yes, he would probably save him, but there, I like how they twisted that in this. Mm-hmm. It was like he's doing everything he can, mm-hmm. you, you know, to save him. So there was a question there. But for some reason, those research stations, I don't know why, but it, here's here's another thing. They're in their own place. They have their own graphics. They have their own assets were spent to show these things on top of roofs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what exactly, why are they here other than what he's saying? So I don't know if that'll happen in the future and they'll be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's doing it to track Spider-Man. Like, oh, I was actually fixing the sensors because all of them had to do with fixing sensors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, are they going to, is he going to use it to track Spider-Man later? Is it Norman or is it Harry? You know, mm-hmm. whichever one. As for the spot, the uh, uh, Venom, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I fucking hate <laughs> Venom. And here's why. What? You already got Miles as Spider-Man. You already got fucking Spider-Man as Spider-Man. And you're introducing another dude that acts like Spider-Man but in a black suit. And it's like I would have much rather had that be a different bad guy. Because it, it feels samey it, to me. Like if the sequel is those two as co-op, let's say, and then Venom's the bad guy, whatever. That won't be half as interesting as you know, Mister yeah. Positivity or whatever his fucking name is. My, my guess, my guess is, uh, you know, that they're going to try to expand on the gameplay a lot. We talked about how oh, Miles yeah. and Spider Man don't play differently, but Spider Man and Venom do. And uh-huh. the Ultimate Spider Man game, way back when, let you play as both, and it was one of the best Spider Man games made. It, you know, you could go around the city and kill kill people. It was really that, strange for a Spider Man game. But that's the result. That's not mm-hmm. the action. The actions he took are still the same. He still web right. slings and he still sticks to shit. Absolutely. So I, I guess in my brain, if you understand what I'm saying, I guess in my brain it feels too. It feels like too much spider. Yeah, one who's nimble and flexible, but you got one who's more bronze, yeah. eats yeah. people, mm-hmm. uh, very. I mean, I'm not saying vicious. he's. I'm not saying he couldn't be good. It's just. I guess I was not hoping. I guess I was hoping that the end well, yeah. would be a different bad guy. But I also liked Hobgoblin and Green Goblin more right. in the movies. I like those characters. I wasn't a fan of the movie spawn, uh, the the Venom and what was that three? Was that Spider Man three? Yeah, three. I don't think emo, anyone liked three. Emo, <laughs> three emo, great Peter comedy dancing. flick. Not a great point of reference for, for, for emo for emo dancing Peter. So right, yeah, right. um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was a pretty Funny good stinger. I guess a pretty good you know overall yeah. it, um it just didn't hit with me as much as i would have hoped i would say the for me the prospect of how insomniac will create set pieces around fighting another web slinger is exciting yeah that's true me. yeah that's true because like with octavius he's got a couple arms what can you do with that they did a lot with it like the yeah. the way they represented the the weight of those arms the impact of every time they claw through and then the way they employed his powers in this amazing final boss battle set piece, and then like that vertical boss fight, like yeah. the, that vertical yeah. sequence at the end, like stuff like that makes me think they can do a lot with like villains' True. powers and, and make them really cinematic and all these different things. So, you know, you got to play a Spider Man. What it would be like now to fight a Spider Man like entity through Insomniac's kind of crazy set piece visions. So yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to it. And, and Venom just that. happens to be one of my favorite villains of all time. So there is a, some bias oh, there, cool. for sure. Cool. Are um, you going to watch a movie? Uh, oh, the Venom movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I am, I'm 
I'm excited and skeptical. I'm like yeah, right in the middle. Right in the middle. It'd be hard to pull it off. Yeah, like um, I, I, overall, yeah. Go ahead. Did you guys notice the? There's a little Easter egg there too. Um, when you're fixing Octavius's arms, before you fix the CPU, if you move the arm, it stabs like it's trying to kill somebody. Yes, I did notice. And then that. once you fix really? it, it starts moving normal, and you're like, "Fuckers!" I know. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You ba- he even wow. says like the CPU's. But like fucked up, like even that's one of the things it. I love. I absolutely <laughs> loved that every single time yeah. you did a puzzle, he said something. Uh-huh. I loved that. It was so good because it lodged Peter as a smart guy, and he was like, "Oh, this chemical, but it wouldn't work well with skin, mm-hmm. you know." And you're and there's all these question marks, and then you see that thing stab, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And it it looks violent when he yeah. when you control it. It's like, Vroom, and you're yeah. all. That looked cool. So I, I loved it. Yeah, that, yeah. So I, I guess now that I think about it, a Venom, yeah, fighting against, I guess the problem with me is I like the one hinge, or the one main smart guy controlling a bunch of guys because I feel that that's more dynamic to me. And mm-hmm. Venom, not necessarily known for wearing a fedora and being brainy. So, like, mm-hmm. I think, hopefully he's with somebody else. I think for that we're going to have Norman. I think he's going to be the, the man pulling the strings in the next game. He has, yeah. I mean, he, he's clearly... You mean, and controlling, controlling his son, but at the I same time so. control... Okay, I, I, I believe so. so. Yeah. Um, that and, could be cool, yeah. Who knows if we'll see him as, you know, Green Goblin. Well, you know? there's, I uh, hope so. I, I found, yeah. during my research prior to the show, I had found that there was an Easter egg in the game that you could find pumpkin bomb prototypes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can. You can. Yeah, the grenades. Oh, uh, the pumpkin bombs are yeah. from Hobgoblin. No, they're from Green Goblin. Yeah, so I imagine they're hinting at it's already something he is oh, okay. working on and okay. come next game. I mean, th- sure. this game plays with fans. They know how Spider-Man fans and superhero fans in general get that the second you see a little hint, speculation yeah. goes awry. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and they knew what they were doing with the ending, and I think they knew what they were doing when they put them there. If they wanted to portray Norman Osborn as just this corrupt but yet caring human, mm-hmm. I think they wouldn't have put that in there. But I think to hint at when he's going to take action on mm-hmm. for whatever reason, for sure. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Adonda, yeah, and I, I, I like that a lot. So, um, what else do we have here? Um, uh, one thing to note about the labs, and now that I, I forgot about this, but right. I think the main narrative thread behind that was that uh, Harry was doing it for his mother. I think Correct. she started yes. Yes. the whole program, and then he yeah. kind of took over in her stead uh, for her legacy. And her so and the dad didn't care about it. Right, and let him right. go to shit. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if like if it is that maybe, simple or like you yeah said, maybe it is, is that simple. No, maybe it is that. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is that simple. I think I was probably just looking for someone. Maybe uh, Harry has a kind of like a a Martin Lee duality. You know, he he is a good guy yeah. as we can tell, but you know he he is angry at his dad for abandoning what his mom had worked hard to uh, preserve. And, and then that anger feeds into Venom. Yeah, too. and and then yeah. Venom versus Green Goblin, father versus son, Peter in the middle trying to keep his best friend from killing his own father. Maybe, yeah. Do yeah. you know what a sequel would be cool is if the bad guys weren't necessarily just after Peter, but they were indeed fighting each other. And mm-hmm. so you're you're trying to save New York from Venom and fucking Green Goblin constantly going at each other. Mm-hmm. That could be really cool, too, to where, you know, you're trying to save people. Because we didn't get a, a chance to save... Well, you save people in the car wrecks, which repeated billions oh, yeah. of times. Oh, oh yeah. God. But... <laughs> Mash Square. It, what'd you say? Mash, Mash Square. Square. Oh, dude. Um, but that would be cool if, yeah. if, if there was, you know... So I, I always like it when everything's bigger than me. 
like sure. the world, everything going on is is almost unhandled. Like there's you mm. can't handle it because there's so much. So yeah, it's true. I I forgot about the pumpkin bombs. There was that. That is true. Was there any glider uh, mm. blueprints not anywhere that, that anybody saw? Yeah, not that I saw. And I look like a fucker, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And I didn't even find. Did we? Was it? Wait a minute. Yes, there was. I thought on one of the whiteboards there's a propulsion um, um, theorem for fuel. Well, I, I feel like I. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying I feel like it would have been coupled in with that speculation and and that theorizing. I'm sure there there has to be some type of hint, but more than yeah. more than just the pumpkin gotcha. bombs. But I mean, for me, I was just psyched because it, it brings me back to i love spider-man one the original spider-man movie it, it did so much for oh the film, for sure me it too. Was just, it's a classic to me best and, one of the best bad guys ever right yeah and yeah i just i also love how green goblin looks in that movie and, Fucking and, a. and you know to imagine that presumably spider-man 2 would be a, a ps5 game um you know to think of how that would look i'd be yeah floored i imagine you know, I just love Green Goblin so much, so that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, yeah, Next Gen is right around the corner. Yeah, so. we're getting there, probably a, a year from now. Yeah. I'll, you, well, wasn't yeah. the rumor out that seven nanometer uh, uh, demo kits had been sent to is that right? developers? Yeah, I think Resetera had a thread where there was, like, some, some leak mm. that Microsoft... I know AMD just yesterday did uh-huh. announce that they're helping Microsoft right, yeah, yeah, and Sony yeah. with magic sauce. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Whatever that means. Should be interesting. Yeah, it should be awesome. Um, and then to, to wrap up this, that's pretty much all the story stuff that we wanted to touch on. Um, we'll, we'll just talk about some of the side activities, suits, uh, unlockables, progression, um, just kind of a, a freeform sure. discussion. So if one of you guys would like to kick it off, maybe a favorite suit or you know something you liked in the open world, um actually i have an idea i have to kickstart it i apologize i gave you guys the offer but i'm gonna take it (laughs) all right all right let me talk about one thing that bugged me a lot was finishing the black cat side quests and then finding out she's not there and i'm like "Hmm." you get a dope looking suit i'm like okay fine and then you know we're playing during a review period i sign on and i see the heist is is an announced name. Not at this point, we had not seen a trailer. Announced named for the fucking DLC. I was like, those motherfuckers. I know exactly what they're gonna do. And lo and behold, right where on the review period, we find out Black Cat's gonna be in the DLC. That <laughs> that fucking bugged me a lot. Yeah, that is a qualm that I have. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're releasing a DLC like a month after your game launches, mm-hmm. like that content is pretty much almost done. And yeah. I, I, at that point, you you you're purposely excluding it to sell separately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, th- that's not to say, like, Spider-Man feels like, you know, say for, for that, I'd say, uh, like, I still feel like I, I had a satisfying package. There, yes. You know? It's not like I felt unfulfilled by it, but it would have been nice to not separate that cool thread and then, like, extrapolate yeah, like it a in a separate package. Face-to-face interaction, mm-hmm. just to see her, rather than... Sure. Oh, hey, Spider-Man, it's Yuri, and uh, Black Cat just stole all her equipment back. I'm like, why are we doing nothing about this now? <laughs> like, right. she would jump into action any other time. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it's it a is. it's a small thing in the scheme of everything the game, I felt, that did right. But it was something that sure. I've, I haven't had a chance to say. I almost forgot again. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. good to no, get I that out will, my chest. I will point out, 
um, because I agree with you on most most of the time, depending on when you release your DLC, some of it's done. But I happened to ask Brian Fargo about this this morning in our podcast, and uh, one of the one of the big questions was, you know, can you explain how DLC is done and why is it that a month later you can do DLC? One of the things that he pointed out, what you just said isn't necessarily the DLC, right? So seeing her, that wouldn't be DLC because it would be very easy to make those assets and you talk to her, let's say, and she goes off or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the DLC most likely called the heist, there's probably entire missions built. Yeah. He said one of the things that happens, especially with gray boxing, which is where you set up your level, but it's just gray boxes. You don't even, that's why, that's where the term yes. comes from. It's not, you, you don't have any textures or anything. He said that might be done. For sure. So he, he he was like he wanted to point out that the skeleton of the DLC absolutely has some kind of build. But he said when you look, he was talking about Bard's Tale, the new game they're releasing. He said we have the beginnings of another dungeon, but to put that other dungeon together, assets, artists, you're talking a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And he was like, so yes, there is a skeleton there. But what they do is they get that out, the publisher, all the money changes hands, the sales start going on, and then they can look at their DLC and say, okay, we can move on with adding the assets and so forth because we're bug testing prior or we're, we're in our, you know, depending on if they use the waterfall development. So, I, I mean, I agree that I don't like seeing it that soon, but here's the thing, guys. I want it now. Right. So, to me, in a weird way, I'm glad it's a month, even if it causes this kind of discussion where we're like, nah, sure. because the game is so good that I would personally love weekly DLC. I would kill for that if they were like, boom, fucking you got this bad guy. And then next week you have some more random missions because please, Insomniac, fix mm-hmm. that shit. That would be fucking incredible. But at the same time, you have the public, the minority that's vocal, gets mad about that. And so a lot of publishers pull back from it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, it's it's unfortunate because we don't we'll never know. I think having no black cat sucked. Mm-hmm. I I didn't let it affect me like Maddie. Maddie was like, "What the fuck?" Well, dude, I just think of Spider Man Two, the game where you're running missions with Black Cat, and I'm like, I like yeah. this a lot. And, yeah, and then... it was all it, it was awesome to see you that mad. You're just like, "What the fucking? Are you kidding me?" Well, because but... it feels like it felt like a jab did it. Like I just got like a slight jab to the liver. You know, like they were yeah, just no, like, I got you. Here's almost like a cool teased. suit. Be happy and yeah. like okay, all right, I'll take it. I yeah, guess. and you walk you walk in and it's like she took all of her stuff and there's some shit laying here and you're all uh oh what's mm. happening? It's like that's it, that's all that's happening, yeah. fuckers. But like, well, yeah, that's you know. just my thought on it. Um, it's yeah. uh, I, I would agree with Young that most of the time though you, you look at a month out, and you, that's it. It can be a little difficult to figure out sure. w- what they're doing, and it could sure. certainly be the unfortunate bullshit. I just don't know if Insomniac and Sony are like that. Really, when you look at it, like if they would even do that, it seems like Sony would be the company to just say it's in the main game if they could have fit it in there. I, yeah, I, I think they've done mm. little things here and there that aren't quite as extensive as what you know, like a company like EA would do. Um, yeah, you know, like they've delved into things like microtransactions. You know, they're they're yeah. there in like Uncharted. 4 that is true. That is Uncharted to 4. a scale that would that would uh, you know draw too much attention. Would you say it's a well-practiced scale to make sure that people don't make YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? I don't know, honestly. I honestly don't know. But, uh, but you know, the, the, I will say is uh, Spider-Man, as it shipped, stands on its own. 
Yeah, and it sure. is yeah, absolutely an incredible game all around, and yeah. I just uh, I don't know in the Cat. grand scheme of things, I'm not like pissed at, at the <laughs> I'm not like too yeah. mad that they're that they did what they did, but uh, you know I also understand why there's trepidation around mm. this. Taskmaster can fuck off. Would you guys agree? Hell no. <laughs> he can fucking stay. I, I thought that was such a cool idea. I was like, yo, he's terrible. Such a, uh, you love terrible. your B tier heroes or villains, and I was like, yo, Carrick is gonna love this. To hear you oh. say that breaks me. How yeah. is Taskmaster like a real thing? Yeah, like, he's a real character. Yeah. Oh, he's a B. I've never B-level. heard of him until until this yeah. game. Well, trust me, you. I, it feels like you wish you would never had when you play the game. I, I, it's the drone missions. I should just. Oh, just, sure, right. okay, I remember this. Just yeah, like I, after not- about the fourth drone mission, I was like, you can suck a dick. <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> I was just like done with this. Uh, you know, they're they're interesting challenges. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it, you really have to. Uh, like, you know, when you're just navigating through the city willy-nilly, it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And then you realize, oh, when I have to, like, go yeah, on a go specific through the little path hole. in the little holes, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, yeah. this is actually, it requires yeah. a lot more mm-hmm. finesse than I anticipated. It absolutely uh, does. Yeah, so, uh, for, but for the people who love those kinds of challenges, uh, you know, it's a nice... I like the fight now. challenges he put on yeah. you. I loved those, or the stealth one when stealth he'd be like, ones were my favorite. Got, stealth, and they were hard sometimes. Like yeah. I failed a number of times on those where they'd be like, you got to kill him without telling, you know, warning mm-hmm. anybody. And it, sometimes you were like, man, I really got to think this through. Yeah. Well, I just, okay, I, so suits. It was suits, very arcadey. Oh, oh no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I liked the arcadey feel of this. The stealth challenges, the, and that's why they were my favorite. Because the first time you're like, oh, okay, it took me about a minute. And then you're like, I want that token, you know, because that, that, that fuels right. that progression. So you drop in. And, and I remember one of them, I had got down to the point where I got in in 14 seconds. And it was like 10 enemies removed. And I was like, wow, if I break that down, I, almost, I was getting about an enemy over just every second, you know. And that, that felt good. To, it felt like a level of mastery. Yeah, you develop like a pattern of, okay, if I go here, 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 and then do this, 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 I can do it in like 10 seconds. Exactly. So it encourages repetition. Yeah, it's interesting. You were talking about suits? Yeah. I was just going to say, what were you guys' favorite? (sighs) Vintage. For me, it's the anime without a fucking, or whatever you want to call it, cel-shaded. I remember like sitting right here. It was like 12 at night. I unlocked it. I was like, no fucking way. Oh, I put dude. it on. I was standing on like the perfect building where there was like a reflection, and you're just there in the foreground, and you stick out like a sore thumb, and it's beautiful. I love the vintage one. Oh my yeah. god, bro! Yeah the the comic the comic booky shaded looking mm. one is uh, pretty pretty fantastic. Absolutely. Man. Um, you know, I, I was disappointed that there was no black suit Spider Man, but I think yeah. maybe they're saving that for, for mm. the next game with Venom now coming at play. But I was disappointed. Or DLC, that... maybe, right? Maybe that'll be... Because we're... I, I, didn't they say there's going to yeah. be a suit in the DLC? That, that, so that's true. Be... That, yeah. that it's, it could potentially come out as DLC, but that would have been my favorite suit. I just love Black Suit Spider-Man. I don't know why. What'd you think of Noir, though, Young? Did you like that suit? The, oh, the it's, goggles? It's badass. Suit? I've never read, like, the Noir series of Spider-Man, mm. but, yeah, I quite enjoyed... Uh, uh, he looks goofy. Like, I loved it. Yeah, it is goofy, but I don't know it, it, if that's what a noir Spider-Man would look like. Yeah, so I was kind of into it. What'd they, you guys think of the wrestling, uh, the wrestling <laughs> suit too? I thought that was awesome because they even talk about Hogan. They're like, what's or Hulk? They're all because yeah. you can see like Spider-Man versus Hulk on posters. Yeah, and he shows up, and when that thing opened up, and I tr- and it just it doesn't fit him. It looks like somebody blind and with bad 
fucking manual dexterity sewed it together. It's just so good, man. So good. It screams beginner, and and you can see like, he's clearly <laughs> wearing sweatpants. It's like all right. Yeah, oh, like dude, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's awesome. That was awesome. The the one with the skull and the the yeah, Ghost, Ghost Rider is what I called it. Yeah, it is. That's dope as shit. Yeah, it I is, isn't it? I don't know what Spider-Man that's from, but neither do I. I saw that. I was like, where did they find this? (laughs) I just said Ghost Riders because obviously that's the only guy I know with a fucking burning head. But when when I got that one, I was like, yeah, I got to make sure I don't (laughs) capture review footage with this Mm -hmm. because people get pissed. But I was like, this is who I am from this point on. It's (laughs) awesome. And when he's killing people, he's on fire and they do the slow motion. And you're like, that's insane looking. Yeah. And especially the suit powers that came with it, like his was one of the more unique ones. Some of them felt like, eh, all right, but like his was mm-hmm. like you have fire spitting out from you no matter where you're at. Yeah, um, that's why one of my what... favorites was the Iron Spider. You know how it changed the the fighting animations. That was yeah. cool. What'd you guys think of the uh, the powers overall? I wasn't in love with the skills. I thought they were pretty mundane overall. The skill, I mean, the skill trees. I didn't really. I didn't really fall in love with those. Were you guys fans or? I th- the way I look at it is it was more of like to slow down the pace at which you learn uh, Spider-Man's yeah. arsenal so you can learn your current set of maneuvers and then get right. a little something else and then master that yeah. and then pile it on top until you got a pretty well-rounded idea for how all the combos flow. But yeah, no- nothing was like, oh, that's really, you know, it, yeah. it was mostly it was just like, rudimentary addition what you expected also. i guess right what you expected yeah. exactly yeah but, the, but they were they were functional they the were, only they were... thing yeah the only thing that really stood out to me was the ability to like if you got a perfect dodge mm-hmm. um you could like press triangle and one hit that person double you know? finisher oh, yeah double yeah. finisher things that i wouldn't say made the game easier but it was like those silver sable fights when i had finally come around and i was like i I wouldn't say exploiting those, but like really trying to make good use of those yeah. late game upgrades. I was like, wow, okay, this is a lot more manageable now, knowing I can yeah. spend two bars and finish off four really annoying opponents, yeah. um, or I can dodge this guy shooting at me from a distance, knock yeah. him out, that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. Like like Young said, very rudimentary. It was it was yeah. just. Kind of like, all right, you know, it's a skills. The web upgrade. gadgets were pretty cool, though. Some of them, yes, yeah, uh, add an extra layer of, of new things you could do with uh, combining your gadgets with your skill set. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, what I did though? Did you guys have a tendency? I got the skills for less damage uh, up close, less damage ranged, and then the ability to heal more from focus. Once I used those, I never looked back at the rest of the powers until the end of the game. Like the mods, because they were so. Yeah, the mods. I just put them on, and I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, any other mod came up, and I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be as good as these, because if I mess up on a dodge, Mm -hmm. I'll take less damage. So, On on stealth segments, I would have a set for stealth, and then I'd switch that. Oh. Uh, Hold on one sec. Nope, that was me. Just, uh, hold on. Your webcam disappeared. (laughs) I Dude, I disappeared. Discord died. Oh. And I'm back. I all right, we'll just, anyway, I'll just edit can, that out. Just go for okay, it. Okay, continue. By all means. Uh, where was I? Uh, all right, Stealth, so you had the, a section. Yeah, for the mods, I would essentially switch out my combat set and then switch in my stealth set. And then okay, once I, I did the stealth segment, I'll, but that's about as far as I got with that. Yeah, they, they weren't 
there wasn't there wasn't anything special there. Mm-hmm. I did like the one where like if you do air attacks, you charge up with like electricity, and then yeah. round. So that that one I really uh, really liked and exploited quite a bit. Um, but yeah, most of them though were pretty. There weren't big enough upgrades where I'm like, uh, where I felt worth paying too much attention to. Um, so I hope they can develop that in like a future game where it feels more like you're building a deck of cards and you can, yeah, you're able also. to make different builds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And your also, Magic the Gathering Spider-Man game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, like in Monster Hunter, for example, like the you you earn different weapons and items and yeah. gear, and they all based on how you combine them, it really does make a big difference. Right. A huge difference. Yeah, yeah huge huge difference. So if they can like implement some of that into Spider-Man yeah. using the mods, um, that'd be really interesting. Rather than yeah, it felt rather than building a stronger, more powerful Spider-Man, you were kind of filling the holes in for some place you weren't sure. as good in. Which yeah, can exactly work, right. but it didn't feel like the skill level. When you watch, for example, like Batman Arkham uh, mm-hmm. combo trials, you know you can clearly tell someone who's really good at the game. You know they're using the gadgets at the right time. They're, right. they're timing their their triple counters perfectly versus someone who you know plays just a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Spider Man has. I don't want to say that depth, but like things like the suit mods could. Mm-hmm. Put it to a level where you could see a player, ha- like if they yep. had put more focus on it, rather, you could see a player who is clearly more of a higher level of skill based off how yeah. they built their character. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, some a lot of them are just like make the game easier, such as time slows down when you perfect dodge, and perfect dodges weren't too hard to pull off. No, they weren't slowing too hard down at all. time in general. Were it slowed down, not time actually, I shouldn't say in general, but rather just the person you slow dodged. Mm-hmm. So you would just beat the snot out of them. They were a free knockout, no matter who they were. Um, and so for yeah. that, I was like, "All right, like this is kind of useful." But I agree that the, the electric fist one was the only one that was like, "Okay, this feels different. Mm-hmm. This changes exactly. how I play." I'm gonna web yank people into the air more to build that up and exactly. chain to the ground. So yeah, I would like to see better suit mods. I completely yeah. Um, more, yeah. Go ahead. I was, no. I was just saying, yeah, more along the lines of like that electric. Uh, electric mod if they can implement things like that that actually change the flow of uh, and your style um that would be fantastic and also the ability to save sets of of those mods yes Ah. that's what i was going to mention yeah the ability to save sets also he says he's gadget he's like gadget man some of them are gadgets others are nothing like Mm -hmm. the raise your ability to take less damage they didn't show more armor on you so it was like, all right, that's weird. I'm a passive player, which means if I if you tell me this is an you can buy two skills, one's an active skill you have to press a button on, the other one's a passive skill that just always gives you a little bonus. I'll pick the mm-hmm. passive one almost all the time because it's just like then I can you know I know it's going to always be doing something. But the sets would have made me play more because I didn't like going into the HUD, which is delayed. I don't know why they delay that menu. You click start or whatever, and it's like, rip. And it pops up, and it sounds stupid, but it was like going in there and switching those gadgets out. I was like, eh, you know, yeah. like it takes too long. I I will say this: the best part about the suits, they all their their skill that they require to unlock is connected to something in the game world that makes sense. So the technological stuff, those points, sure. have to do with the technological looking 
suits mm -hmm. and the battle suits look like battle suits and i thought that was it's a small thing but when i was playing it and it was like you need a tech point or a research point to get this suit and when you get it it's the mm -hmm. or like an iron man suit and you're like ah i got it i really thought that was a, a good step in insomniac's direction i thought yeah. they did a really good job there i agree yeah, all the little details is what makes this game shine, I think. Mm -hmm. Especially pulling away their weapon and watching them run to get it. I don't know <laughs> why. I would always play with one guy. I'd find one last guy, and I'd pull his weapon out, and he'd run and grab it, pick it back up, pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> I did it like 20 times. It was a blast. Really, it's really competent, the AI. Yeah. They, they really yeah. go after you. So yeah, they, Oh, they definitely do. They don't just stand around like one at a time. It's like, no, they all... They want to kill you. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I'm doing a battle because um, when I was testing, I was going to tell Maddie. He was saying, you know, do some of these make a better player? What on diff on harder difficulty? It is definitely harder. I found that out. Um, and then they have the next difficulty now added. Right. Didn't they ultimate. patch the ultimate in? Um, I, I would say that the battle I'm doing a video of Batman versus Spider-Man and how they fight. The one problem with Batman is they stack up so often and people won't attack They'll like, mm -hmm. you'll get two enemies, and one guy's like, what's up, Johnny? And he's just in the side, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? And um, in Spider-Man, those fuckers would, you'd, you'd, you'd see your flash, and you'd have that quarter of a second, and then the guns would go off. And, you'd, and I really liked that they would attack from off screen. It was, yeah. it was, because the sound was good enough that it told you where they were, mm -hmm. so you could figure it out. Yeah, I also liked how the AI... Um, and Batman, this, I didn't find it an issue because it was to, to make... For Can you move a, closer to your mic sorry. a little bit, man? No, that's all right. It was just to make the gameplay system uh, work. You know, Batman, yeah. a lot of the enemies would circle around you and let... Yeah. I, I said in my review, pretty much let you play whack-a-mole with your faces. Whereas yeah. in Spider-Man, you know, a guy with a gun, I know this is going to sound simple, but a guy with a gun would run up to a high surface and wait and try to yeah. shoot you. Where... As some of you know, the shield guys would play up close, and then the people behind him with melee weapons would kind of wait their turn to strike, and it, it felt well, it, it felt well paced. Where you know, um, to create some space between me and the melee weapon guy, who I'd have to knock up in the air, I'm gonna punch the shield, stun him a little bit, and slide through his legs, and now I got a body between me and him, and then maybe I'll do that, like that double kick move you can do, where you just yeah. send someone flying. And it's like, all right, now I've knocked them out of sight out of mind even though they're still alive and now i'll web up to the guy who's on the perch and take care of him now that i've cleared the trouble around me it was that kind of subtle mm -hmm. like young was saying it's the little details that subtle stuff that you can do that the game kind of allows that that really makes it such a, a strong combat system yeah definitely but that's uh yeah that's really that's all we've got man that's all we've got you guys got anything else you want to add to this spoiler cast Dude, I could talk for three hours, so you're going to have to call it <laughs> okay. at some point. Honestly, I mean, yeah. uh, I'll go out there. <laughs> I think we got yeah, it all, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, just I hope they improve upon the, the side activities to be a little more yeah. varied. Um, what, what I will say is that what they have here is an incredible foundation yeah. that I think like they've, they've got the formula, the basic formula down. Now it's all about building upon what they have here. They, they've got the technology, like the engine. They, they kind of know what they're doing with that now. Right. They can now focus on making, making more, making more creative things. And so in that sense, I think this game is a wonderful foundation upon which just I, I cannot wait to see what they do next. Like if this is their starting point with yeah. Spider-Man, like the sequel is going to be, I think, man, it's going to blow everything out of the water. Like from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, 
There was yeah. there was so much more that they added that True. just really that's took a, things to a whole new makes level. Makes me excited so. right there. I yeah, didn't even think so of that. I can only imagine what they're going to do now. It's it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up. Yeah, that about wraps it up. Then, Young, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was yeah, thank you. It was a blast. This was fun. Uh, hope we'll uh, stay in touch. And absolutely, yeah, we're going to work yeah. on that. <laughs> we're going to work on our communication yeah. skills. It's not going to be another three years this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, be sure to check out Young's channel. It'll be linked in the description down below. Carrick, any final words? Three hours later. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have tapped uh, yeah, you on you the did, shoulder there. Yeah. Because I got, I got, I have a ton of stuff I can talk about. So, but like, nope, nope. It's a good in. game. I'm glad. I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we got God of War. It's a fantastic fucking yes. uh, fall. You know, d- despite negativity that's going on and stupid shit from companies saying dumbass stuff. Mm-hmm. CEOs, by the way, should never be allowed to talk again. But <laughs> we're getting these amazing games. Red Dead's on the horizon. Yes. Which I, I fucking can't wait for. Um, there's just so much cool stuff. So I'm excited, man. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Last question. I apologize. I know we were wrapping it up, but last question. Game of the year for any of you guys? Spider-Man? You mean, is Spider-Man yeah. game of the year? Is it, is it your game of the year? I'd say God of War edges out for me. Yeah, me too. It, it's just better paced. Uh, okay. And the, the side activities, they all have like a little story. It's, like, it's less rudimentary and less... Mm. Yeah, it's just the, the side activities mainly kill it for me. For or not Not kill it, but it's what it's really what brings it down a little. Brings it down compared to God of War, where God of War's side activities felt a little more fulfilling, and that they offer some narrative, or they feel varied enough where I can get into. I them get a that because yeah, God of War, in the scheme of things, I think it only had like twelve side quests, so mm-hmm. they felt very yeah quality over quantity. Yeah, so I get that. For. I get that. Yeah. For me, Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's there. I think I'm still kind of like you said. The side activities they weren't bad, but it's just like that thing exactly. where it's like I got to give myself more time to digest before I go like, yeah, game of the mm-hmm. year, you know. Sure. So I sure. get that entirely. All right, well, let's wrap that up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our spoiler cast for uh, Spider-Man PS4. If you guys got any other ideas of games we should do a spoiler cast on, fire away in the comments down below. Yeah, for sure. And we're we'll, blessed to do. Yeah, because we haven't done one since Prey, I think. So. You know, we got to do this more. <laughs> and and No Man's Sky. Well, that wasn't a fucking spoiler review. That yeah. was you and I doing a review of a game. Yeah, it's just bitching up a storm, really. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next week in episode 171. Peace out. Peace out. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.